Welcome, welcome, gentlemen, to another podcast. Uh, we're back for the DMA, DMI podcast. DMA? Is this a is this a different podcast we're starting? DMA? Sorry, sorry. I you know what? It's early. It is early this morning, um, but we're we're filming or uh, recording. <laughs> Told you it's early. We're recording early because we got something special for you guys uh, today. Is DMA we, a movie? DMA is, uh, it's another rapper. It's DMX's little brother. Um, <laughs> Are you for real? Is no, I'm just kidding. Hey, you know, I don't know anything about, about that type of stuff. Uh, no, it, I don't know. It's just, it was just a, a, a slip up there. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we've got a special podcast for you guys, uh, today. We're, we're recording two hours because we're, we're going to actually split this up into two different podcasts. So roughly about two hours. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be a really, really good, it's going to be a good topic. So we had to get up a little earlier. It is. It is. It is going to be interesting. Um, Dwayne, so tell me a little bit. You said that you had something that you saw this week that was funny. And so I w- I've been waiting all night because you told me this last night. So I've been waiting all night to hear what it is. Something funny. Um, well, uh, I'm waiting all night. Man, that's that's uh, you're putting a lot of pressure on me uh, to be funny this morning. And um, uh, that's yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, but uh, let me start off with the, you know, a little. OK, we got some Mountain Dew. Got some Mountain Dew. I need. I need to need a little kick this morning. It is pretty early. But uh, on that note, um, I don't know if it's funny. I wouldn't say it's funny, J Flow. I would okay, say. Right. I would say it's more. Um, it's a. Uh, it's serious, J Flow. This is real life, man. This is serious stuff. It's real life. <laughs> um, but so. I don't even know how to say this. I don't even like, do you even want to mention what our podcast is about today? Um, yeah. So we're going to be talking about pressure um, and kind of like the, the pressure of different responsibilities and things like that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I, I, I got something to tell you. This is, this is just deep. This is really deep and I don't really know how else to say this. Okay. Um, because as you know, currently I am unemployed mm-hmm. I, um, because of COVID-19. I am in the trade show industry um, and uh, we were one of the first to go, you know, as long with uh, event gigs and different things like that. So uh, meaning like concerts stuff like that you know anyways um so on that note uh this is definitely not the time to add more responsibility to our lives mm-hmm. because the fact that um without a job you know it, it makes things difficult and i i am receiving unemployment different things like that well um yesterday we had a our first birthday for my daughter bell mm-hmm. and we're we're there we're all gonna take a picture we're super pumped and uh my wife's like okay everybody get in the picture everybody get in the picture and um she's never led anything like this before so i'm kind of like a little shocked by this but i'm like okay well, aren't you gonna get in the picture and she's like yeah j- just just trust me get in the picture i'm gonna i'm, I'm i was saying okay i didn't even know she knew how to photo- photoshop you know like um like this is gonna be weird you know so she gets up there and uh and i'm thinking like i don't even i don't even I don't even know. I'm like, all right, well, take a picture, take a picture. So I get up there and I'm standing all the way to the, to the left. And, um, she goes, okay, everybody ready on three, ready? One, two, three, say I'm pregnant. Yes. My wife is pregnant. Um, so, uh, what? We're on baby number three coming up. Um, so like I said, wow. like I said, um, it's not, it wasn't funny. Um, what? That's crazy. <laughs> my mind is oh literally going crazy. I, it really is. Like, I have so many thoughts, so many different things going through my head. Um, 
from good to to bad to to crazy to I and I don't mean wow. bad as in um anything negative. It's just like bad as in like man like I'm unemployed right now. You know like things like that, yeah. you know and it's making things uh very different um in my mind and I don't even know what to think. I don't even know how to uh how to transition into this next stage of life mm. considering like I guess one of the biggest things is see when there's a mom and a dad, you know, um, there's, uh, and you have two kids mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you, it's, you, you're playing the man defense. You know yeah. what the man defense is, right? You know, you, you've heard this analogy before. No, I have no. Okay. Well you, you play man. Like you get one, one mom. Oh, you know, the mom has one, the, the dad has the other, like, you, you know, you're playing, you're playing man. Like you, you don't have anything to worry about, but when you have three, you got to shift to the, to the, for a man, you have to shift to zone defense because now you're like, like, you know, like you're like, oh crap. Like, okay. You know, and you're there and you're trying to guard over here, but you're trying to guard over here too. And you're trying to, you know, making sure nobody, you know, that type of thing. And, um, you. so it's having to shift to the zone defense pretty soon here. My wife is very nauseated. Um, we are, uh, this is very, very early news. Um, I found out when my family found out, um, like I, 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 That's like, crazy. this is like, <laughs> yes, it, it, I don't know, man. I'm just, my mind is just blown through all this. I don't even know what to say through all this. I, I'm just, I am literally just speechless because I don't, I don't even know where to go from here. Like, that's just where like I'm at. Does that make any mm. sense? Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Is that pressure? That is some huge pressure, man. That is crazy. That is crazy. And so, okay, that makes sense as to like last night, you know, we usually do a little bit of show prep, um, the night before and Dwayne was like, man, I got some big stuff I'm going to share on the podcast tomorrow. And I was like, really? But so we don't want to give each other always exactly what we're going to say because we want it to be a little bit you know, more spontaneous. And so I was thinking, oh, okay, he's going to like, he watched a funny movie or he, you know, he's going to talk about something in his past. I don't know. I was not expecting that. That is crazy. That's so exciting though, man. Oh, that is exciting. And that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of in shock right now. I am. I'm kind of in shock. That was the point of me waiting for the podcast. <laughs> Now I don't even know if we can continue this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> wow, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, um, all right, so pressure, man. Um, you know, what we're going to be kind of talking about for these next two weeks uh, is is really how do we deal with the pressure and how do we deal with uh, all the things that are going on in our lives. And we're going to kind of take it in stages. And so today we're really going to focus in on the pressure that we felt, you know, as as – uh, young adults and kind of going from transitioning, uh, transitioning from being a a teenager really into adulthood, and then uh, you know throughout that that early adulthood, like our early twenties, um, what were some of the pressures that we faced in that stage of life, and uh, and then you know next week we'll be we'll be really touching in on uh, what are the pressures that we feel now as as husbands and adults. Um, as leaders in different in different areas, so um, man, you've got a lot of pressure right now um, with this, uh, just in 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 different areas of your life as well. Um, and in myself, the reason I had kind of um, been reflecting on this idea of pressure is because uh, the other day I was I was driving home and and I started kind of thinking about all of the pressure that that I've been feeling lately. Um, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you maybe carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, right? And there's just so much that's going on. And so, um, you know, for me, it's it's the the stress of you know uh, and the pressure of being a, a good husband and trying to be the the uh, the support system there for my wife, and uh, the stress of being a, a father and my child needing. And now, I mean, you've got two going on three, and you know, child needing needing us. 
um, the stress of performing at, at work, um, trying to hit milestones and be successful uh, with the church and then uh, keeping myself fit, man, and just trying to like physically do the things that need to be done to take care of my health. And then, um, you know, I, I've got certain family members in my life right now that um, I'm needing to be there for that are going through a lot of things just kind of emotionally. And so being that support system for those family members as well. And so I guess the question is, you know, how do we deal with stress? Um, and one of the things we've talked about, Dwayne, is that we want to make sure that we're giving practical like application, that we're giving practical solutions uh, for for those things. So what we're hoping is at the end of every podcast, you know, besides our DMI challenge, we're actually like leaving you with something, you know, that you can actually do in your life and put into practice to, to help, you know, work with those things. So let's, let's get into, uh, into stress, man. Uh, what were the stresses that you faced as, uh, like a young adult transitioning into those teenage, I mean, from those teenage years into the adulthood? Well, I first want to say, man, my back hurts. <laughs> My back hurts from having to carry this family. You know what I'm saying? It, the stress, the amount of stress that 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 is on my back, I ah, oh, it it is tough. No, um, luckily, uh, I'm not. Man, life's easy. Everything's great. Uh, I don't have anything. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> um, not from 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 being a teenager to uh, I would say, um, I guess it all. As a teenager, you really don't think about a lot of things, really. You know, it's one of those, like, you you don't really, it's not that you don't care. It's just, like, you don't have as much responsibility as you do when, you know, you hit your 20s, whenever you actually become an adult. But I would say that, for me, it all changed whenever I was 17 and my dad passed away. And when my dad passed away is when I moved from a small town near San Antonio to Dallas. And um, I was born in Dallas, so basically going back home, kind of. And I had a lot of family here. And so it really made me grow up because I had to become a man, you know, real quick. And not not because I was the man of the house or any of those things. I just... I was trying to figure out who I was, what I was doing, where, where I was going, what, what was going to happen with my life. You know, um, I had just quit school, uh, like, I guess four months before that I had quit school. No, not even four months, two months. It was two months. I quit whenever I turned 17 and I remember asking my dad, I was like, dad, like the principal told me that I could quit school. Like, like he said that all I have to do is take a GD and I'll be able to, uh, <laughs> I'll be able to get out of school early. Like, why didn't y'all ever tell me this? Like, this makes so much more sense. And yeah, man, um, I had to figure out where I was going. I thought I was going to own my own McDonald's. I thought that that was it. I thought I was done. You know, I, uh, it was going to be easy for me. Um, then my dad pass, passes away. We moved to Dallas. Now my whole world's shaking up, and I just don't even know where I'm going, what I'm doing. All I know is that I grew up in church, so I had to stay around the church, you know? And that kind of helped me get through things, you know? Going through, uh, I guess, my, which would have been my senior year in high school, I guess. I ended up getting into a relationship. We, when, when I got to Dallas, not, didn't take me long. Um, I jumped into a relationship right after, you know, everything had happened and, and I stayed, we stayed together a good three years, I think. And I decided to go to a, to, to an internship. And really, uh, I would say it's because she kind of pushed me a lot to, to better myself and to do different things like that. And I was not a good boyfriend. Um, but yeah, dude, I would say going into my twenties right there of learning how to be a man, you know, that's, that's as a teenager, I would say that's the biggest and hardest thing to try to figure out how to be an adult and just in general, you know, what would you say? 
Yeah, I think um, for me, uh, I had um, a situation where kind of moving from those teen years, um, you know, after I graduated high school, I, I left uh, home. Um, I went to college for a year. And then after I left, uh, uh, I kind of, I, don't, I wouldn't say dropped out of college, but I took a little pause from college and um, moved to Atlanta. So I was, I grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and uh, graduated from high school from Fort Worth. And uh, then after that, went out to uh, to Atlanta and uh, was living on my own. And I had a job at a, um, a radio station and uh, was working on a radio station, at, at a radio station and on a TV show. And you know, being that far away from my parents, my parents were still in Fort Worth. I was in Atlanta and just having to, you know, live on my own and do these things, kind of the same thing, jumped into a relationship pretty much as soon as I got there and, um, and trying to figure things out and trying to grow up, man, being, you know, 18, 19 years old, uh, really now you've got the responsibilities of being on your own. And for me, those, those pressures were, um, trying to kind of get back or, or really understand, you know, who I was. And I think that that kind of goes back to the first podcast we did where we talked about identity. Um, a lot of my journey into this, this, um, quest for figuring out who I am and, and my identity really started at that time. And I think that's such a, a crucial part of, you know, the transition into adulthood is really starting to understand who you are and understanding, um, you know, what your purpose is in life and, and what you've been placed to do in life. And, and then there's those pivotal moments in, in your life where you start to, to begin to see and things begin to get clearer. And so for me during that time, that's where I knew that I wanted to be involved in some way, some form. I wanted to be involved in, in ministry and I wanted to be involved in, um, uh, in media. And so those two things kind of went hand in hand. And so in some form or, or fashion, I've been doing that you know, pretty much since I've, I've been 19, uh, whether that was through, you know, music, whether that was through working on, on, uh, you know, multimedia projects, video projects, audio stuff. Um, that's always been something that that's been kind of at the forefront of, of my life. Um, but a lot of that started at that, that early, that early stage. And really it started with kind of feeling the pressure, man, feeling the pressure of, of, so many people at that age start to figure out where they're going and what they want to do. And then you're trying to kind of almost feel like you're playing catch up at, and those early twenties to figure out like, you know, I've got to figure this out too, you know? And I don't know if you experienced anything like that or what it was like for you, maybe even in the internship, once you start going down that, that lane. But I know for me, it was, um, kind of looking around and seeing that there were people that were my age or maybe even a little bit older that were already starting to get stuff together and we're figuring it out. And it's like, Oh crap. Like I got to get my stuff together too. And you feel that pressure, you know? No. Yeah. And that's actually where I felt like a lot of the trying to figure out who I was really falls into the spot of of relationships. And I'm not going to say friendships. I'm going to say girl relationships for me. And okay. I'm going to say that I fell into a lot of sin, fell into a lot of um, different areas in my life where, where I guess right in that transition from becoming a teenager to, uh, you know, going to my internship. Um, for even whenever I was a kid, I, I was, I always wanted to be, I always wanted to be married. I, whenever I was like, when I was a, whenever I was a kid, I used to pray that I'd meet my wife at school. Like, this is like, you know, like I was, you know, first, second grade praying that I'd find my wife, you know, <laughs> I thought I was going to get married at 16. Like this, this was, this was my, my thing, you know, and, um, going into the, the twenties, I, I find out about an internship that, that, was supposed to change my whole perspective and give me an actual Christian worldview and change, change who I was. And so I decided to go to that internship when I was 20 and 
I go to this internship and it does, it definitely does change my life. I was, I, I was there for two years. So that's 21, 22, I mean, 20, 21, 22 ish. And I, and, and I, I did so many things that, in, that in my life just, just got better. Um, there were a lot of a lot of different rules, a lot of different things in this internship. Like there was no dating, there was no no rated R movies, no secular music, meaning you know anything that's not Christian. And it really made me pursue my relationship with Christ a lot more, and it made me realize about things about my dad that uh, I had it, that you know, little issues or different things that, that just made me grow up at, just in general. And I felt like, you know, I was like, man, my dad passed away and what am I supposed to do to, wow, my dad passed away and I have to keep moving. My dad was the, the cornerstone. He was the rock. He was the everything in our family. And where do we go from here? And yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I could, so going into this internship made me realize that, or actually at the internship, it made me realize that it, our faith didn't belong in, in my dad. It didn't belong mm. in the, the church I went to growing up. It didn't belong in any of those things. It belonged right there, right, right then of me and Christ and me, me, in my relationship with Christ. It was me and my faith with Christ. It wasn't the faith that my father and Christ had that was going to get me to heaven. That was going to get me to pursue, you know, him any better. It was, you know, it wasn't my dad. It was, it was me and God. So it really, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things that way. And my second year of the internship, we traveled on a bus and was the craziest experience, one of the craziest experiences um, I've ever had. I, they were like twin size beds inside this bus that were small. It was smaller than a twin size bed, but you had to share a bunk with another guy or a girl, uh, girls and girls, guys and guys. And those over 30 of us on this bus made great relationships, friendships that I have now. And it totally, totally crazy. I went from, from acting on stage to, I mean, in front of thousands of people to, to leaving this internship and my life being changed and everything just being like amazing, just perfect. Like me finally ministering to, to people and through, through acting and through the work that we did with, with the, with the internship and things like that. And all this crazy stuff to then having to go home and, 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 and let me make sure I say this. Like when I say acting on stage, I literally mean like acting on a stage in, 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 a, in an arena and thousands of people knowing and seeing who you are and like, I mean, like asking you for your autograph, like that's like to the extent, like you, like we are on a yeah. high of just like, wow, like, man, I am incredible. I am great. I am freaking the bomb. Like, that's just it. This is it. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm, I'm great to coming home and not, not being prepared for what was to come. Mm. And I had to come home and after the internship to working at Jack in the Box and living with my mom. So now I'm 22 living with my mom and I'm like, what? Like, what am I like? What? Like, this is not, this was not the plan. Like, yeah. this was not my plan. How am I like, like what? Like this, it, it just totally blew my mind. And it made me, it made me, kind of a, just, I guess, put me in a funk, you know, kind of didn't know where I was going, what I was doing and the, and the pressures of life. And my mom asking me, okay, well, you know, what are you going to do? What's your plan? You know, you didn't go to okay. college. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. And it's like, 
man, I, I, I'm, I'm working at Jack in the Box. Like, you know, right after I get out of the internship, I jump into a relationship. There's so many things that, that I just, I just fell hard after that over and over and over and over again, trying to figure out who I was as a man and trying to figure out who I was as a young adult going into, to the, the pastoral internship with you. And, and you saw that I was in and out of relationships, trying to figure out, you know, different things and trying to see where I was at and continuously falling into sin, continuously messing up, not, not being who, who, who God called me to be. And even to this day, I continue to, to fall into sin and continue to strive to, to be better, but it's, it's, it's still hard. It's still really, really hard. And in my twenties, you know, it, going going to community college for a while and meeting new people trying to do different things it just it just life life can be just not your friend at times yeah. you know uh yeah man but i mean that's just early 20s how about you yeah i think um it's kind of with with me the the early 20s after i left you know, it's, it's interesting because we both had similar experiences in that. I mean, you were on stages and doing all that kind of stuff. And for me, it was a little bit different because I was uh, part of a, a radio and television show. And, um, and then going from that uh, to then um, our show got canceled, the station got sold, our show got canceled. And then um, we went, uh, I transitioned to working at a call center um, for a little bit. And, um, I didn't want to do that anymore. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to college. I left and then I came back to Dallas. That's where I met you at the pastoral internship. I was probably about, about 21, I think, uh, whenever I got there, uh, 20, yeah, 21. Um, and, you know, getting to this pastoral internship and the same thing, I mean, just, you know, messing up, um, uh, trying to get into relationships that weren't really relationships, <laughs> um, and uh, just, you know, all kinds of stuff, man, where you're trying to figure out uh, what, where I'm going and what I'm going to do um, while at the same time going to school. And then it, it just so happened, which was really a blessing in disguise, is that around that same time, probably year two of my internship uh, there at the pastoral internship, um, I, I, man, I fell into depression, dude. And, and just with a lot of stuff that was going on in my own life, spiritually, there was a spiritual component about it. There was just an emotional component about it. And depression had been something I had struggled with, uh, for a while, um, you know, since I was young and, um, and I just, man, I had to, I, I ended up leaving, uh, the internship. Um, you know, our time was up. I had, I had completed the two years, which is what, what, the, the how long the internship was supposed to be um and the the pastors that were that were a part of that were just super helpful to 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 get me some help and to to kind of send me home to to be with my parents and to kind of talk through some of the things that I was experiencing and going through but some of that pressure or that depression came from the pressure I think because there was this pressure to try to figure out okay you know as I started coming towards the close of that internship I was trying to figure out what what am I doing what am I going to do with the rest of my life and so I'm here in college and I'm 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 going to school my grades start slipping I I really start to lose focus on you know where I'm what I'm supposed to be doing and and where I'm supposed to be going and so uh, I I start to focus on other things and I just start getting distracted and I'm not focusing in on school my grades start slipping that adds more pressure cuz man it's like here I am I, I was on a scholarship you know, I had, I had a, a full scholarship. All my schooling was paid for and, um, my housing is, is paid for through the internship. And then I'm, I'm not being able to perform. I'm not being able to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I was studying music marketing at the time. I thought, man, you know, my life, I'm going to go into, uh, you know, um, be either an artist or I'm going to manage artists or I'm going to, you know, be a producer, one of those, you know, things. And, and as my grades start slipping, I start seeing that dream kind of slip away. 
um, for various reasons. One of those reasons being that obviously I don't think I'm going to finish my degree. The other one of those is like, I'm just not feeling the passion. And so with depression, man, you just start losing the the passion to do the things that you once were passionate about and the things that you once loved to do. And so all of those things become the pressures that are building on your shoulders. And I think that there's a lot of young people that might even be listening to this that aren't going to be like in the same situation that we're at um, with like being husbands and fathers, like we're going to talk about um, in the next podcast, but that are really going to kind of identify more with this, this young uh, 20s um you know, type of pressure because it's a different type of pressure. I mean, I think you can agree with that. The pressure that, that we felt then is different than the pressure that we feel now because, and I think one of the main things is the pressure that, that I felt then was, was a little bit more of like a, um, a pressure about myself. So I didn't have responsibilities. I didn't have to look out for, you know, a wife and, and kids. What I had to, to figure out and the, the person that I was worried about was myself, you know, and I had to be worried about, you know, what I'm going to do. And that's, you know, during that, that season of life, that's an okay, you know, feeling to feel, to feel that pressure. But it, it really is like, how do you deal with that? Because you're trying to figure out where you're going and you're trying to navigate relationships you're trying to navigate how to have healthy relationships. And I would say most of my 20s up until I met my wife were really negative relationships. Um, and, and you don't realize that they're negative relationships, mm-hmm. but you don't really realize, you know, the friendships or the, you know, relationships with girls that they were negative or that they were bringing you down or that they were making you into something not because it's their fault because we're, you know, it's a, it's, it's an equal, you know, participation there, but it just, they're, it, it's making you into somebody that you don't even want to be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think part of that, it's funny that all these things have been kind of related, you know, the relationships, the identity, and then this, the pressures is because so many times, what do we try to do? We try to like, find our identity in that particular person. You know what I mean? And for me, that was a a huge struggle. And that almost leads to like, I'd say almost obsessive behavior, man. Like it's all about that person. Like, oh my gosh, you know, and it's like, I've I've never been there. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but why do we do that? Because we get so wrapped up, our identity gets so wrapped up in that that person. And then when those relationships start to like experience stress or those relationships start to fade, what happens, man? We feel the weight of the world of, you know, on our shoulders again. And, and we feel like this is the end of the world. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is, this was the person for me. I can't believe it. And then there's more and more mounting pressure and more and more mounting pressure. I don't know what I'm going to do now you know what is you know then you end up doing stupid things right and what and the craziest thing is is that it happens more often than than anything like it's like you know you're, you're in a relationship with a girl and you're like this is it i'm gonna marry this girl i am going to marry this girl and what do you do you put everything into it you do everything you got to do you try to make this thing work as hard as you can and you do everything you can and your identity gets placed in them because you are who you hang out with. You, you spend more time with them. You, 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 you become like, they become a piece of you, you know, and you become a piece of them. And when your heart is then ripped out of your chest, no, uh, no, whenever you're not together anymore, it totally just like jacks things up because you're like, wait, well, hold on. I thought I was going in this direction and now I'm not going in this direction. What am I supposed to be doing? And I remember praying in, in, in you know, and like to, to God and mean like, God, like if this, and a lot of people out there believe, um, in coincidences, I don't really believe in coincidences. I feel like, you know, God, God does God work. And my point with saying that is I remember praying and saying, God, if, Anything, I don't care what it is, whatever it is that's holding me back from you, whatever it is, you just, just take it out. Just take it out, God. Take it right out of my life. I don't need it. I don't need it. The next day, my girlfriend breaks up with me and I'm like, what? 
What is wrong with you, God? Why? Why would you even... I don't even understand, God. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, this is the love of my life. I was going to marry her. I was supposed to do these things and do all this stuff. And yeah, man, pressures. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 the pressures, dude. That and those are the pressures that you experience in your you know in your early twenties. Um, you know, it going into your mid twenties. You know, depending on where you're at and what stage of life. You know, after after college, the the pressures kind of get a little bit different. So, I, you know, once I finished college, it was all right. Um, get a job. You know, you got to, you got to, now you got to start your career and what are you going to do? Um, at that same time I started, you know, I got married. Um, and so I finished college a little bit later than most people do. Um, I graduated, I think I was 24. Hey, at least you finished. That's true. That's true. Um, at least I finished. Um, I was about 24. I got married when I was about 25. Um, and yeah, 25. I was, I'm trying to think of the timeline right now, but yeah. And, you know, when you finish, when you're in that 23, 24, 25 age, that's, you know, if you've, if you finish college, you're transitioning into trying to figure out what that, that next job is. And so one of two things happen. Now I found out there's one or two, there's like one or two different types of people. And either you go right into your dream job or you go from job to job trying to figure out, all right, how do I get to that dream job? You know what I mean? And so there's a lot of friends that I know, uh, you know, either from high school or people that I've interacted with that as soon as they got out of out of college, man, they went straight to what they they were going to be doing. And uh, they moved up, you know, the the corporate ladder or they started their own business or whatever. And they I mean, they just they're knocking out of the park. Others of us are going from thing to thing, man, trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? And so for me, I graduated college. Uh, I, you know, I needed a job. Um, so I ended up going, I uh, started working for the university and I was working um, in their accounting department and their finance department. And so I was a financial analysis, uh, uh, like, yeah, analysis analyzer. I don't know how you would say that. But um, then I then I ended up becoming the the controller, which is the person who's in charge of the accounting um, and I did that for about three years, two years, three years. Um, I hated it, man. I'm going to be completely yeah, well, honest. I'm going to be honest. I, you lost me at like the beginning of that, that whole thing. <laughs> I don't even remember what you were doing anymore. <laughs> um, and dude, it was boring. Like it, it was boring, man. You know, you just, you count right numbers now. and, <laughs> and, um, it was, it's, I'm telling you, but the thing was that, um, I needed that. And okay, so I'm just gonna talk about pressure, dude. Um, you're you're dealing with numbers, you're dealing with money. Um, a lot of times if you've ever worked for universities, universities, if it's not a public university or it's a private institution, uh, they struggle financially, man. Schools, you know, especially if you're a smaller university, there's it's trying to stretch budgets. Dude, I, I developed eye twitches, man, from just like the pressure of like money, like, you know, you know, not having it, trying to figure out how do we save money here and there. And just like, it's all kind of resting on your shoulders and I'm directly responsible for people's payrolls and there's over 200 people that we're paying. Um, and, and so all of that pressure just starts to mount, dude. And I mean, you know, it's, you know, doing audits and, you know, annual audits, uh, all this kind of stuff. And it was literally like our account. When I say an accounting department, I was in charge of an accounting department. I was in, I was in charge of myself. Um, and then, uh, one other assistant. Um, and then I oversaw a couple of other little, a little, uh, uh, roles, but they weren't directly with the accounting. So our, all the people that really did accounting was me and another person. I was doing um, all the incoming, um, the income, and then someone else was doing our expenses, doing, paying the bills. But it was just, it was tough, man. It was a lot of pressure. And and so some young people that are going in those early 20s are now starting to experience not only the pressures from relationships, but then now the pressures also um, from work. a a job, like an actual, you know, work. And that's where it gets tough. Work, 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 work. Work, work. <laughs> Work, work. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, dude, it's it can get so, so difficult to go through that. Um, but how do we deal with it? And that's, I guess that's the question that we want to, because we, I mean, we just talked about all the pressures. And I think like, if you're listening to this and you're going through some pressures right now, you'd be like, yeah, dude, duh. Like, yeah, I'm going through it. 
yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, y'all just spent 30 minutes telling me about what my problem is. And, uh, you know, how do we deal with it, though? That's the question. You know what I mean, Dwayne? No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm I'm over here waiting for an answer. Uh, <laughs> I no, yeah, I I remember being being right there, and 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 I'm not even done with my twenties. Like I still I still had to go through work, and I had to figure out things. I was still I was going from job to job, trying to figure out exactly what I needed to do, and uh, to taking a year off again, and taking care of my niece for my sister. And oh, yeah, that's right. I did, I, I did that. I, uh, I, I became a teacher's aide, uh, trying to figure out, uh, just what I wanted to do and not getting paid much, just living with my sister, seeing, um, seeing her go through different things that, that I had to watch because I, I live there, you know, and, um, t- and to see, so many things happening and trying to figure out who I am and trying to, and it's crazy because you would think, you know, at 25, you know who you are, you're ready to move on, you're ready to keep going. Mm -hmm. And it's not really like that, man. You ask, you know, how, how do you get through that? You know, and, and the most simple way to answer this is, oh, just, just pray about it, man. Just pray about mm-hmm. it or, or you read your Bible. You know, if you read your Bible and you get to know who God is, then everything's going to be fine. And I get it. I understand. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying anything like that. But what I am saying is, is that there needs to be some type of practical way of figuring out, you know, what I need to do going forward. And I would say, you know, definitely it goes back to, I guess, kind of to our last podcast of making sure the right people are in your life, making sure that you're, you're constantly being poured into somebody's there to help. And if you don't have somebody to help, well, then you need to find help, you know, especially if you're going through depression, different things like that, you need, you need to try to figure those things out. But how, how I, I don't have an answer to how to deal with those types of pressures. I just, yeah. you, you kind of just make it through it. And, and, and I guess I do want to say, don't give up, mm-hmm. you know, don't give up and stay positive, stay focused. And you're going to find your wife. You're going to find the job that, that, that you were meant to do. And really, I guess this is actually a good little intro for um, for uh, our book that we're going to be reading as a podcast. Something that mm-hmm. was suggested to us was maybe we have a book that we can we can move. I mean that 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 we can read as a podcast. Meaning, you know, you guys go purchase this book, you guys read it alongside us, and it's not it's not a super long book. It's pretty. It's like a two hundred something pages. Uh, really, really good. It's a book called Cure for the Common Life, Living in Your Sweet Spot. It's by Max Lakato, and really good. I've started reading it just recently, and uh, I guess, do you want me to read the back of it, or did you not want yeah, me to Yeah, yeah, read, read the back of it. Okay, so Sweet Spot. Ever swung a baseball bat or paddled a ping pong ball? If so, you know the oh-so-nice feel of the sweet spot. Life in the sweet spot rolls like the downhill side of a downwind bike ride. But you don't have to swing a bat or a club to know this. What engineers give sports equipment, God gave you. A zone, a region, a life precinct in which you were made to dwell. He tailored the curves of your life to fit an empty space in his jigsaw puzzle. And life makes sweet sense when you find your spot. But if you're like 70% of working adults, you haven't found it. You don't find meaning in your work. Or you don't believe your talents are used. What can you do? You're suffering from the common life and you desperately need a cure. Best-selling author Max Licato has found it in The Cure for the Common Life, 
He offers practical tools for exploring and identifying your own uniqueness, motivation to put your strengths to work, and the perfect prescription for finding and living your sweet spot for the rest of your life. And, you know, I'm going to say that if you're just sitting there at home listening to our podcasts or playing video games or just sitting there literally doing nothing with your life, then you will never get out of the funk that you're in. You will never figure out what you're going to do. If you're, all you're yeah. doing is just spending time with family and nothing is pushing you, nothing is, you're not progressing in your life because you are in that funk, because you're just kind of like, I don't, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what's going on. And I'm telling you, because I've been there, then you're not going to, you're not going to get out of that funk. You're yeah. not going to be improving. You're not going to be doing anything to better yourself. And so I say this because I say, hey, look, go buy the book Cure for the Common Life by Max Licato, and let's read this together. Why? Because reading the, I'm not saying this book is going to help you get out of whatever funk you're in, but what I am saying is, is that we're reading this together. We're listening, you're listening to this podcast. We're on this podcast and we're saying that, hey man, we don't know what you're going through, but we have been through things in our lives before. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we say, mm-hmm. read the book with us so that, you know, you're actually putting practical ways to get out of the thing that you're in and to cure the case of your common life. Yeah. I need to get out of the, <laughs> out of this common life funk myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's a perfect kind of example of the things that we can be doing, um, like reading a book, uh, getting, putting kind of some steps in front of us and some milestones to say, all right, what am I, what are some practical things that I'm doing to start to, to work towards relieving some of the stress and figuring out what direction I'm going in. And I think, uh, you know, kind of going back to the stress thing, right? That's the whole idea, the pressures, that's, that's the topic of today is like, the pressures of of an of someone in their early to mid 20s are going to be very different than the other pressures that we're going to talk about in the next podcast those pressures are really geared around your identity and figuring out where you're going um and one of the things that i have here uh kind of i, I was jotting down some ideas and some notes and and you know one of the the big things is understanding that it's okay not to have it all together so if you don't have it all together we put that pressure on ourselves to say i've got to have it all together I've got to know exactly what I'm doing. Um, but then on the flip side is this other thing that you're saying. You can be the guy who's sitting at home playing video games, watching TV, drinking beer, like smoking some weed, you know, just hanging out and uh, just just chilling, man. Just being like, hey, you know what? This is life. You know, I'm just going to I don't have it all together. That's cool. So there's like a there's a there's another side of that too that's like okay some people have this immense pressure that they're like I got to figure it all out other people and that's like a type of person I other people are like I care less man I'm just chilling and so they're like I don't have it together that's all right and there's this place in between there that's kind of the sweet spot where you're saying look I know I don't have it all together but I'm working actively working to try to get to a place where I'm I'm starting to see the direction that I'm going in in life. And then understanding, man, things are going to happen in their own time. Things are going to come in their own time. You're going to find your wife. I mean, we both of us can have experiences. We're going to find our wives at the right time. It sometimes will seem like, why is it taking forever? Why is it, is it way down the the line? But it's all going to happen. So remembering you don't have, you don't have to have it all together just yet. It's okay. Um, But then having that strong support system, having those people in your life and, and maybe look, let's, let's be real. Maybe you're an introverted person and you don't have a lot of friends and you don't have a lot of people that you can go to and you can have conversation with. And maybe the first step is this podcast. 
Maybe for you, that's this, that's, that's what this is. This is going to be a community for you to turn on the podcast and get your butt motivated to do something. Right. And like, you're, you're listening to this and maybe after you, you listen to the podcast, it motivates you and you start doing DMI challenges and those DMI challenges lead you one step at a time to get to where you're wanting to be, to develop those relationships and to get that strong support system. But you got to start, start weeding out the individuals that are going to just kind of be bringing you down and, and weeding out those individuals that aren't really going to, to lift you up and, and help you deal with those pressures that you're going through. So if you've got a support system around you, then you're being able to deal with, uh, with some of those things. And then the other thing too, is just asking for help, man. Like I think many times as young people, uh, we get prideful and we'll, and I think that's in every stage of life as young men. Yeah. I don't need help. What do I need help for? And, and sometimes we need help. And I'm not just talking about like help to achieve a task. I'm talking about like actual, like emotional help. Like, Hey, I need someone to talk to because I'm not doing good, man. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not where I need to be. I'm going through these things and, uh, and, and, and allowing ourselves to have that vulnerability, um, you know, in those, in those moments. And I think all of those things start to help pressure. Now I'll, I'll kind of end with this and you can, tell me what you think but um I don't know if you've ever like you know you've shaken up a, a coke bottle right and you've got like that you know you that, say Mountain that, Dew bottle oh okay Ma- Mountain Dew or, bottle or sorry okay. um well just with the bottle we'll talk about the bottle first because oh, okay. the bottle if you shake it up it creates pressure inside of there right it starts to like fill up it starts to 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 get pressure now what happens if you open up that bottle like super quickly <laughs> It explodes everywhere. And what do you do? I mean, if you know that that can or that can or that that uh, that bottle got shaken, then what you do is you relieve that slowly. But you got to relieve some of that pressure first. That air's got to escape, and so you've got to have those things built into the system of your life that are going to help relieve some of that pressure. And that's where those things like the support system, the friends, and the asking for help—they're going to relieve that pressure without everything exploding everywhere. And and you really want to to have those things built into your life, especially at an early age, because that's when, you know, those, those explosions can really cause a mess of your life. And then you're like, crap, what do I do now? You know, and then you're left trying to clean up the mess of your life in in your mid to late twenties. And you're, then you're looking at your thirties and you're like, I haven't accomplished what I, what I want to do. And we want to set you up for success. We want to set you up for, for, you know, for getting the things accomplished that you want to accomplish. So begin to, to create that infrastructure and that network of people in your life. And that's, that's a great, great way of continuing your, your discovery of trying to figure out who you are as a man and trying to figure out, you know, where you're going. And, and so that leads us to our DMI challenge of the week. And our DMI challenge of the week is going to be... So the DMI challenge for this week is to uh, begin to write out how you feel. So start off by writing out how you feel, um, what are the, some of the pressures that you're going through, um, and then share that with someone that cares about you. So uh, maybe that's a, a close friend, maybe that's a significant other. Um, if you're married, maybe that's your spouse. And and then you know share those things with them. And that's always a great way to kind of get the 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 bottle the 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 cap off of the can just a little bit or off the bottle just a little bit, right? So you're just kind of relieving a little bit of that pressure because now you're letting it out. And um, sometimes that's the first little part that we need is just to let out some of that pressure and to talk about it. Um, and then what what that allows people to do is know what you're going through. And, um, and sometimes you, it's okay to tell that person, look, right now I don't need advice. I just need you to listen. I just, I just need you to listen to me. And um, I know it might be hard for you. I know you might try to want to fix my problem and tell me what I need to do. Just listen to me real quick, okay? And maybe that's the first step. Or maybe you're at a point where you like, you need the advice. And so you're going to go to that person and you say, all right, this is the pressure that I'm, I'm dealing with. And you trust that person enough to give you solid advice. And then you just kind of receive that and you allow that to kind of soak in and you, you begin to, to work on those things. And, um, and so that's kind of the DMI challenge. Go ahead. So if you have somebody in your life that's, bringing you down. And when you go to them, they're like, yeah, but you know, like, let's just like, I'm only saying this because you said it, but like, oh man, let's just smoke some weed instead. You know, (laughs) you know, um, it's probably not the wisest decision to go to them and, um, express to them how, 
how you're feeling um, in this in this thing because this is a this is you being vulnerable and yeah. when you're vulnerable, it is not good to go to somebody that's going to tear you down more. You need yeah. to have someone in your life that's going to listen, that's going to care, that's going to love you back. You know, and I'm, I'm excited about this week's DMI challenge. Um, yeah, dude, that's that's that's. That's that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm excited about talking about next week with ah, uh where we're at with the, the next pressures of our lives, um, and me having a third child. Wow. Oh my gosh. And uh, uh yeah, man. But on a side note, real quick, we mm-hmm. do, and I know this is going from heavy, real heavy, to just pure fun, but we do need to talk about our fantasy football league that's been that's gonna be coming up. Yep. So, uh, it's, uh, the season starts in, uh, September. So we need to make sure that we're getting things going. We're getting things moving. And so on that note, if you're interested in joining our fantasy football league, if you've never been in fantasy football, I would love for you to try to join. We have our email. What's our email? So it's going to be contact at dmipodcast.com. So you know our email. All you have to do is reach out to us and we'll be able to get you in our in our league. Uh, for you, JFlow, you have a lot of learning to do. This is going to be I a do. huge learning curve for you because uh, you know a lot about uh, stuff that just doesn't even matter, dude. It's all about football. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. You went to college. It doesn't even, it's not even a big deal or nothing. But no, for real. Um, you know this is a whole new world for you. So, um, I hope I don't lose to you this season because I will just, Look, I'll be I'm, so I'm gonna, mad. I'm going to tell you the truth. Secretly. I'm, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling kind of good about this, man. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll be like the, the, the secret, uh, the secret weapon. You know what I mean? Like the, the well, underdog. To, well, just to let you know, um, you're not playing like, you're not on your team. Oh, so you can't, okay. you can't, thought, you, you can't, no, yes, you're, you're, oh. you don't do anything actually. It's not like flag football then? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Cause I've been working out. I was like, man, I'm going to really get. <laughs> uh, no. So fantasy football um, for you, the, oh, for those okay, of I you thought... that don't know what fantasy football is, <laughs> it's um, in very, very short you pick players that play in the NFL and they perform and however well they perform inside the game is how well they perform in your oh, team, on your team. Okay, and okay, okay. we will be playing, you know, just one, one team versus one team. It's not going to be a points points league. It's uh, we're going to do a PPR league, which is points per reception. So for every, for every, reception that a wide receiver or running back gets they will be getting one point and uh it's going to be rushing yards is going to be for every 10 yards of rushing you get one point 10 yards receiving one point i think it's 20 20 yards for a quarterback for him if he throws then um, that's one point uh and uh, touchdowns are six points and we can talk more about rules a little bit later on, um, but just kind of giving you kind of a layout of what we we're planning on doing. So, like I said, if you're interested in this and all that stuff, I'll make sure to fill you in more off the podcast, JFlo, so that you can um, make sure so to learn. The the running back's the one that catches the ball, right? Sometimes, like they, sometimes. Okay, I felt like you meant that to be a joke. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of. <laughs> No, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they no, do. it was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Yeah, yeah. The, the running backs, the, the one. Yeah, yeah. No, uh-huh. no, 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 no. See, and I thought fantasy football, like, it was like we, we got to, like, live out our fantasy about playing football. And so we would wear the jersey of our favorite player and then play football together. That's what I thought it was. That's but exactly I guess what it is, James. Okay. You do get okay. to wear the jersey your favorite of person. your favorite person. You just have to go buy the jersey. So good luck with that. Okay, but um, um, you have to you have to have a favorite player. You don't even have that, and that's why yeah, I said man. good luck to that. So Dak, Dak's my favorite player. I'm not going to say that's bad. I'm a Cowboys fan myself, so I'm not going to say that's bad. You know, I actually read a, an interesting uh, interesting thing about Dak just recently. Um, this guy 
off of Twitter, um, Bob Sturm. He said, most in 2019, most total dropped passes in the NFL was Dallas with 46 drops. Most dropped passes in NFL by percentage, Dallas, 7.6%. So there's a lot of haters out there on Dak. And now that we got... So Dak's a receiver, right? Yeah, he's a receiver. No, he is a quarterback. Are you you're kidding, right? Are you <laughs> no, I'm being, I'm being oh dead honest gosh. right now. I just heard the name Dak, and I just said that was the first <laughs> name that came to mind. Um, no, yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of learning to do with you. But, um, oh, my gosh. But anyways, uh, you know, uh, I think that that's interesting because the fact that um, there are a lot of haters on Dak, and uh, we'll, see where, we'll see where that goes um, this year. We're still trying to figure out if we're going to sign him as our quarterback, the Cowboys are. And um, we're super excited um, to see what happens. I, they're going to sign him. I'm not even worried about it. But yeah, dude, it's it's this is he, he wants a lot of money. He wants a ton of money. I think they offered him a thirty five million dollar a year uh, contract, and he's like, no. And so, that's crazy. That is crazy. So uh, he was going to be the highest paid quarterback. Anyways, I know all this is just gibberish to you. This, this is this is the boring part for you. <laughs> no, but but I'm excited to learn. So I'm gonna go buy some books. Um, yeah, I get brushed up on my on my my uh, football. Uh, figure out all the positions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it'll be cool. Good luck. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, no, yeah. So so. You, yeah, we set our DMI challenge. We talked a little bit about fantasy football. If you're interested, please let us know. And yeah, man, yeah, you got anything else? That's it. Um, tune in for for next week's podcast. Uh, man, we're just so thankful that you guys have have been uh, you know subscribed to our podcast, downloading the podcast, letting people know about it. Um, it's it's been awesome to to uh, hear from you guys, get feedback from all of y'all. So, um, you know, we're gonna continue doing this, and uh, hopefully, you guys will continue to listen and continue to grow from all of this. So that's our show today. Um, again, thank you. And don't forget to mention this podcast to other people. Yes. And remember who you are and everything that you do out there, guys. All righty. See you next week. Peace.